Sisters in the Shadows is in aid of Nordif Robbins. Nordif Robbins is the largest independent music therapy charity in the UK, dedicated to enriching the lives of people affected by life-limiting illnesses, isolation or disability. Their music therapists are expertly trained to tune into each movement, reaction and expression of the individuals they work with to discover how music can enrich their lives. They are absolutely brilliant. But they receive no government funding and so rely on the generosity of their supporters. Charities like Nordif Robbins are really struggling these days and need your help more than ever. As a musician and a music lover, I know firsthand of the healing powers of music. It can lift your spirits, unite people and touch your heart in ways nothing else can. And the amazing therapists at Nordif Robbins use that power to help some of the most vulnerable people in society. If you love music and care about people, and I know you do, I ask you as a proud ambassador of Nordif Robbins Music Therapy Charity to help support their important work today. Just go to nordof-robbins.org.uk to find out more. That's nordof-robbins.org.uk. Hi guys and welcome, I'm Colette Cooper and here we are, Sisters in the Shadows, Women in Blues and Jazz. Glad you're here today. This is the podcast that shines a light on the amazing female trailblazers in the genre. So today's show is dedicated to the formidable Nina Simone. She was born Eunice Wayman in Tryon, North Carolina on February the 21st, 1933. By the age of three, she could pluck out tunes on the family piano. And from that, she was given free piano lessons from her mum's employer, who she was a cleaner for. And soon after, she was playing in her mum's church. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. She learned classical piano and won a grant to study at Juilliard in New York in 1950. She also applied to the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia, but despite a stellar audition, was not offered a place, which was clearly, in retrospect, a racist decision. To earn money to fund training, she began playing in a cocktail bar in Atlantic City. The club owner insisted she sing as well, otherwise she'd be fired, which she had never done before and her jazz vocal career was born. It was here that she created her stage name, Nina Simone. She wanted to hide the fact she was earning a living playing the devil's music from her religious family. Nina recorded her first single, I Love You Porgy, in 1958, which turned out to be her only top 20 hit in America. Her debut album, Little Girl Blue, came out the next year. By 1964, she moved to Philips Records and later RCA, 
where she enjoyed more chart success, especially in the UK. In 1964, she moved to Philips Records and later RCA, where she enjoyed more chart success, especially in the UK. Her music tackled the civil rights issues of the day. She considered Mississippi Goddamn her first protest song, which was widely banned in the southern states. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody knows about me. She later said that song stifled her career in the US, accusing the music industry of punishing her for it. Nina was vocally outspoken on civil rights on stage and off and was great friends with Malcolm X. In 1970 she left the US, refusing to pay taxes in protest of the Vietnam War. She lived first in Barbados and later settling in Europe where she was more accepted. Her 1958 song, My Baby Just Cares For Me, was used in a Chanel No. 5 ad in the UK in 1987 and was a huge success and became a top five hit. But because she had signed all her rights away to the song in the 1950s, she earned very little from its new success. She recorded her final album, A Single Woman, in 1993. Her live performances were electric and she was known to scold the audience. Some attribute this to her classical training where audiences were expected to be silent and respectful during a performance. Her style encompassed blues, jazz, classical, world and pop music and her influence is still felt today. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018 and the Library of Congress put Mississippi Goddamn into the National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically and aesthetically significant. She died in the south of France April the 21st, 2003 and four days earlier was awarded an honorary degree from the Curtis Institute of Music who had turned her down in 1950 and the rest is history. My guest today is a gifted vocalist and composer and makes the cello sexy. Cello! <laughs> I don't know why I love that joke, but I do. Yes! I'm talking about the beautifully soulful Ayana Witter-Johnson. She really is something special, which I had to tell her when we spoke. <laughs> yeah? Oh, I mean, that, those vocals of yours, what's going on? What is going on? Yeah, I mean, just, when did you yeah. when did you realize you could sing like that, Ayana? I'll be honest. I feel like my voice just journeyed with me through school. I yeah. I never had an ambition, a clear sort of vision of being a singer ever. I don't believe, and it was sort of just a series of moments that yeah. um, allowed my voice to emerge, and it was things like. 
a school competition or a classroom assignment or going to a jam session these little moments that kind of allowed me to express myself in that way or did you get bullied at school in the school toilets right sing for us <laughs> sing for us right or we're gonna beat you up and then you, you have to sing <laughs> I love your imagination. It's great. It's a, it was it was more that I had friends that were really singers, you know, yeah. that I that I felt were amazing, and I would be happy to do harmonies, you know. Yeah. It was that sort of dynamic. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I mean, you're the, you have to be at the forefront. You've got incredible, impressive vocals going on there. Thank but you. not just that, you're an incredible songwriter, and you play the cellist, and but you make it look so cool. And and easy and we know it's not <laughs> I know it's a wild ride when I'm singing and playing honestly I can never be sure what's going to happen what well, it's genuinely. like tapping your head rubbing your stomach yeah. or is it just you know it is like that and sometimes when I reach those moments where I'm trying something new or I'm learning something new for yeah. the first time um there are moments where I'm like I actually can't quite do this I need to break it down separately I need well, to slow it down and then try to piece this together well you look like you don't have a problem with it at all like, it's, just, it's just it's just I mean I I could play piano a bit I'm not great you know I'll just get along I just kind of blag it really yeah but I always find it difficult to do both at the same time I always fuck up one or the other I'm not very good doing it you know what I mean doing both at the but same time so that I find the... that but you're right though with the piano because piano is my first instrument and I guess you're wow. always you're learning to navigate that's hands. your first instrument yeah amazing uh, yeah yeah so that's where i feel quite comfortable to sort of find harmonies yeah. and um kind of make songs really at the piano first um and then i usually migrate over to the cello um, yeah. but if i'm looking for like a bass line i've obviously got to start at the cello yeah i think just phenomenal and, and when did you actually start to play the piano and um, before you moved over to the cellist when did you start that what age um, so I was around three when my mum took me to my first piano Your lesson. Your mum's brilliant. Yeah, big That's up to my brilliant. mum. She had the foresight, bless her. Yeah. Um, and what it was, was I went to a Sweet Honey in the Rock concert when I was, yeah, same age at three. Wow. And she used to play the tape all the time. And I got to this concert and ended up singing along with them all the way through this concert. Wow. At, at that age? At that age. And That's she just realised like, okay, she has some sort of artistic leaning. Yeah. Let's see what we should do here. Was your mum musical? Did you come from a musical family? I mean, she played a little bit of basic piano and violin in secondary school, but I can't say she's a musician or that she can even play them now. But she has the passion for But she music. has the understanding, yeah, yeah, and she loves music. And she's really good, actually, much better than me. She's good at finding harmonies, vocal harmonies, very good at That's it. That's interesting. So it's <laughs> it's kind of in the blood, isn't it? A little bit. You kind but of got it a bit of don't. nature, nurture. But my, my dad's also a DJ. He's an yeah. actor and a DJ, so there, there was always a lot of music. You were brought up with music of some yeah. kind. And, yeah. you know, I think that's usually if you're brought up in a house where your parents are either musicians or they're playing music all the time, it's something yeah. you kind of fall into or you find that's that it. passion as well. Mm. Um, and I, I can see, so did, who was there? I mean, how old are you now? I know, we, do, we, do we talk about age or is it we, like We don't we anymore. Don't, I don't, we yeah, don't, we, we, don't we keep that, it don't. mysterious. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> but people say to me, how old are you? I go, I'm yeah. very well, thank you. <laughs> and they go, oh, no, no, sorry. How old are you? Because I'm really well. How are you? 
That's the best. That's the best answer, isn't it? That's a great answer. I'll take that. Thank you. you. Just say I'm very well. How are you? You good? Yeah. And they'll go. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, what's, we don't need to. You know, I don't. Birthdays don't exist now. Yeah, um, you know, I do nowadays. like a birthday, but I don't. I'm not as hung up on them as I used to be. No, that's yeah. it. We don't need to be. We, yeah. Who's to say what a year is anyway? Oh, well, getting all getting all uh, universally. Yeah. Um, Mystic, no. Well, well, oh, don't go there. Um, so, so, Ayanna, like, when, who was the, like, first female artist in jazz and blues you heard perform? Either vocalist or, you know, uh, instrumentalist or both, or what song? Yeah, the thing is, I grew up, um, my parents, I guess, were very much soul heads. Yeah. Um. So, like, Anita Baker. Yeah. You know, that kind of genre, Brenda Russell sort of soul heads. Um, but I guess in the more jazz vein, Nina Simone's My Baby Just Cares really was something I remember. And not yeah. only do I remember it, but I was given some sheet music um, to play it. So I remember having that tactile relationship with trying to sort of play this music that I was familiar with and it giving me so much because there was so much <laughs> piano to sort of get my head around. And you so, can't yeah. forget somebody like Nina Simone, let's face it. Absolutely, she's I mean, unforgettable. She's unforgettable. I mean, she's literally one in a million. And as you know, she also started playing the piano at the age of four. Yeah, um, and um, we, we have so many similarities in the sense of this classical training and yes. then the voice kind of coming into it later. I and know. The, yeah. That, I mean, her story is probably one of my favourite stories. That, mm. You know, she was as you know, literally told, if you don't sing, you're going to get fired. And she's That's like, uh, it. well, and then she, that voice came out. Oh, come on, Nina. You must have known you could sing. I'm not, I'm not buying that. And, you know, and because she was yeah, classically trained, but you can hear that. In yeah, her jazz, you can you hear know, it in everything. Yeah. Which is just phenomenal. And, mm. uh, and I love how she picked a name and she was like, oh shit, you know, I'm going to get in trouble here. Yeah, exactly. I can't let my mum know I'm playing uh, in this, this, this dingy bar. This I, better, dive, I better change yeah. my name. Yeah. I just I just think her stories I mean she's just she's one I mean she's one of my influences I've got to say you know she's yeah. I just absolutely love she's her. She's extraordinary. And yeah. was she the um first female sort of jazz artist who influenced you perform the genre? I I remember absorbing a lot of jazz at the same time. I used yeah. to have um a boyfriend who was a jazz musician and that was really where my training I would say <laughs> by osmosis kind of started because yeah. I, I didn't um, sort of study it officially, but I think through being in that relationship and all the musicians I met and all the gigs I saw, I really got an understanding that way. And so it was Dinah Washington, mm. Sarah Vaughan, yeah. Billie Holiday, I think, yeah. and Ella. Um, I really listened to a lot by them and Nancy Wilson yeah. and Betty Carter yeah <laughs> yeah I mean okay my 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 favorites um you know Nina Simone mm. Billy Holiday yeah I think um um Etta James oh um, yeah Etta. you know and even though you know she wasn't as jazz but you know that in terms but of the blues, vocal powers the blues yeah. Esther Phillips mm. you know all those great um, yes yeah you know they had stories with them as well and if you it just there's just a difference about when they sang it's just yeah. not the textures of the vocals it was the way they told it the story it was, it was the phrasing it, the phrasing yeah. and you could tell they actually lived you yes. know i i always um i don't know about you but 
today's you know uh today's artists and there's some great artists out there sometimes when you know you read about their stories i always sometimes feel i go oh mm. it's they've had a really tough life you know and they they, they want to put that together mm. as a part of a package of a, a tragic jazz or blues singer and they've mm. got oh they've had a really tough life you know they were broken hearted when they were 19 and I was like mm, <laughs> not quite the same as Billie Holiday who uh, was gang raped at the age yeah of not quite that not yeah quite exactly. the same and, they, and I, I just always kind of resent it a little bit when they go oh they've had a terrible life that singer right. you know they got into <laughs> drugs and they got broken hearted when they were 19 I'm like oh do one please <laughs> They were privileged and like every other teenager, they get into drugs and like every other teenager, they get heartbroken. Yeah. You know, you can't compare. But passage in a way. Exactly. But they always want to do a tragic story along with the jazz and blues because at that time, mm. yeah, blues and jazz came through pain. A and that's why it, they yeah. called it the blues. And that's why it was jazz because they were really singing about pain. That was the expression. Yeah, sort of singing for deliverance in many Absolutely. ways. This is my escape, you know, this is my route out. And and that's why you could hear it, you know, you could hear mm. it in their soul. It, it, yeah. it wasn't it's just, truth. it's the truth. Yeah. And um, so I'm a little, always a little bit cynical about, and I, and I always sometimes mm. say, why don't you just say, if I'm gonna swear now. You just say you're fucking privileged, and you wish you could sing and have all that pain, you know. Um, but you're not. You're privileged to so just say, you know what? I'm privileged, and uh, but I am still gonna. But I'm still in. Yeah, I still. I'm still gonna find this. my truth yeah. rather than try and let's you know. Yes, that's I'm a always... good point. But I noticed when I've been you know really stalking you that you really do have truth in what you do and i think that's really admirable and and that's what i liked about you thank you my love you know, and there's you're... something really special about you that, no, um, i appreciate that and you've detected it actually yeah, you've detected it's, something it's the that... truth that i can yeah. you, you're volatile you're volatile you, your vocal quality is incredible mm. um you know it really is but it behind that underneath that there's mm. something a lot deeper and that's yeah. what I love and yeah. I don't know your life story yet and I'd love to know your life story because of that mm. because it's, it's the truth behind it and that's what I really love about oh, your artistry thank it's you. really really beautiful and I think you're going to go very far I think you're going to be huge Ooh. darling <laughs> you're absolutely good so tell us a little bit about your background your upbringing and why you have so much of that truth yeah, I um as I mentioned, my dad um my dad's an artist. He's yeah. an actor and a DJ. Him and my uncle um still run a sound system, um and so the concept of um, self expression I think was always there and being able to express yourself through yeah. acting or dance or music, yeah. um and my pair and my mum is like a super sort of natural black woman, you know, she's yeah. like natural hair and yeah. she's into spirituality and Absolutely. just like black history. I think I really got yeah. a good grounding. I went to Saturday school growing up and it's sort of still a thing, but it was really a thing like when my mum was a kid to kind of go to a Saturday school where you learn yeah. And were you studying like the black history? Black history? Yeah. Yeah, you learn good. black history yeah. and things that you weren't going to get in school, basically. Yeah. Which and that's so... another subject we'll talk yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> that is a whole thing. Yeah. So I went to this Saturday school called Kokai in Finsbury Park, I believe. And it was just like this enriched childhood with cultural history. And I yeah. always had a good sense of myself. And 
I was always able to navigate myself well in spaces where I was a minority. So like secondary school, you could probably count how many black people <laughs> were in my year yeah. on like one hand yeah. and that was us. And, yeah. but it was, it was beautiful because we were all just young. I never felt ostracized. Did you, felt, but... did you feel different? Did you feel like I... it was different at that time or were you treated differently? I wasn't, not by my peers. I think my peers, yeah. we were all really good in that respect. We just took each other as we came. I guess the differences may have been in how some of the teachers reacted to me in the classroom. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 That's interesting because, you know, kids learn from adults. Yeah. Also, simply as simple as that, isn't it? So that's yeah. in how and which, in which way did they treat you differently? It would just—I mean, I'm not going to pretend I wasn't a yeah. quiet child. Yeah, I was good. loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I, a quiet child either, <laughs> darling. Yeah, I wasn't quiet, but most of the time I would make not—you know—not necessarily. Yeah. But if if there was laughter, it was probably my voice you were hearing. Yeah, but not all the time. So there'd yeah. be times where like she wouldn't the teacher wouldn't even turn around and she'd assume it was me making the noise for example and i think right. people knew that so it's like oh we'll make noise i will get in trouble you know yeah and I, it happened a couple of times and there was one time i was like i'm just not having it and i good. stormed out good <laughs> kicked good. the bin outside <laughs> yeah good i would have yeah, done the same i was like no not this time it wasn't actually me <laughs> it's so weird how teachers can have such an effect you know, um, growing up, how they can, they can have great effect or yeah. really bad. You know, it's like almost like a f form of bullying, isn't it? They've got that power and yeah, or control. It's a way control. to control, and, you, and, yeah, and, and not recognizing as well what if 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 a child in a classroom is noisy like me, like mm. you. You know, mm. I was always a bit of a uh, cl um, class clown. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah, but <laughs> you've got to look at it. Well, why? Yes, and also, true. well, they're going to be more suited to the drama, to right. the music, to yeah. the, and push them that way. Mm. You know, there's some kids just want to put their head down. They're great at science. Great. You know, yeah, push them exactly. up, but recognize that we're all different. And I just think that just doesn't happen enough. It doesn't happen enough. And so there were two things happening. There was that on the one end. And then there was a music teacher at school who did recognize what I was good at and he did kind of encourage me and he was the person who arranged for me to have the cello I have now he, he amazing yeah he petitioned to sort of have it loaned um to me all through secondary school oh, and he just really great. encouraged me so there mm. are you know standout teachers but it's you know who knows it's potluck isn't it yeah but it can scar you you know mm. things like that can scar you and yeah. you not to allow it to scar you that's that's the thing true you know you've got to kind of pity them really yeah so because for being you're triggering yeah and you and you may be triggering things that they didn't you know have a chance to do or fulfill yeah. and they probably don't even want to be a teacher to be honest so yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wouldn't want to be a teacher though let's face it would you like, I'd, I'd let them run right i'd be terrible I'd be like yeah come on i'd be worse than them i mean you're very much shining through now aren't you i mean it's a matter of matter of hours for you before you're just going to ex really explode i can i can feel that you, you can must feel be able it to feel that and I, I can just every your look as well i mean you're just very be you know you're beautiful not that that should have anything to do with talent but i'm but saying it, as well it's as you're a being part super, of it isn't it a yeah, it's part of the picture it's part of the picture yeah. you're, you're, you know you're super gorgeous and i love your style your style is incredible thank you um 
and you're just really cool and um, <laughs> you are though and you're, you're about to explode but who do you feel as well on the scene today you know on the jazz scene and blues scene and soul scene really shining through other than yourself who do you feel yeah i really feel like there is some incredible incredible female musicians yeah. um nabaya gussie i think yeah. she's shining oh. Um, funnily enough, we were at the same primary school together. Really? Yeah, she's much younger than I am. Yeah. So we were like at the top and bottom of the primary schools. But, um, oh, but yeah. So that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Bayer's doing really well. I'm super proud of um, the music she's putting out. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, Cassie Kanoshi, amazing. she's doing so brilliantly with Seed Ensemble. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Camilla George, she's oh, another amazing, amazing, she's amazing. player. Well, we've had Camilla on. We haven't had the other yeah. two on yet, which we're getting on. Yeah. But um, no, absolute amazing talent. I mean, you know, to see these, you know, young women musicians mm. coming through, mm. and which will, you know, lead me on to the next question. It's like, uh, you know, do you feel it's still hard for female artists to shine through today, and and feel it's still very male dominated, or you know, do you feel more male artists are becoming more supportive? I think there are a lot of um, female artists shining through who are not singers, which is yeah. why I kind of sort of wanted to highlight, you know, Nabaya and Cassie yeah. and Camilla, because yeah. there is more space for that than Absolutely. there ever has been, it feels like. Yeah. Because vocalists have really have always shined. Have They've always, always been, been there. Their lead. Yeah. It's always been there, but it's the instrumentalists that are yeah. kind of... Getting a shine now. Yeah. I think the men are becoming more supportive of that. I don't, I don't know if it's a total level playing field in that respect instrumentally um, but do you still not think that it's very much um pointed out that it's a female cellist it's yeah, a female saxophonist oh gosh yeah well, just say just say great thing. saxophonist why do you have to say female saxophonist it's female so true cellist. and this is in every you know this is in the classical music world yeah. and it's a female composer exactly <laughs> that's where i feel it's not balanced it's not equal yeah. to point out it's a female. Yes, oh, and we've agreed. got a whole, we've got a whole female band. Well, you don't say you've got a whole male band. You yeah. just say band. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. I agreed. Agreed. You yeah. Know, just it, it's just just you know merits of their talent. It's a mm. you know an amazing cellist. That's all you need to say. That's all you need to know. Yeah. You know, and Simple that's that's not. the that's the the point where you know we need to get to that yeah. level. Yeah. You know. And I don't know if. Sometimes I feel like we're working towards that, but I feel like there's an agenda of like, let's push, you know, yeah, the female narrative, but not necessarily to just make sure there's a basic level of, of quality yes. in the first place. It's like yes. all of these. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's very, very true as well. Let's make sure that, yeah, we've got females. We've got to get mm. females in because, you know, we've got to be mm. equal nowadays. Oh, we better get some females in. Mm. But, oh, can you play? Oh, you can play a little bit. That'll do. You know, it's like... <laughs> You look good. Oh, well, you look, you look good. good. Yeah, Let's exactly. get them on. And they're not quite understanding, yeah, the, the level of talent that, yes. you know, is needed. I totally agree. That's that's a yeah. very, very fair point. You're right. Mm. But do you feel like, um, like in the last five years, you know, we've seen jazz come back in a huge, huge way with yeah. a much younger audience. I mean, mm. it's really become so, so popular again with the audience as young as, you know, 16 15 16 maybe maybe even younger and which is great and um who do you feel has been at the sort of forefront of it, making it popular again in the sort of whole new jazz wave 
Yeah, a few people, including um, the ladies I mentioned, I think yeah. they're at the forefront of that right now. Yeah. Um, Steam Down Collective had a beautiful thing going before lockdown. Yes. Yeah. Um, with this sort of weekly gathering of church sessions. Yeah, I love that. Them. I love that. Just like what they were doing was just showing that sense of community and where the music has come from in the first place. And that's probably the first time I've seen so many young people sort of pile into a jazz gig as if it was a rave, like, you know, sort of underground party. Yeah, it's it's become the new rave. Yeah. And um, and you think, you know, someone like Soweto Kinch. Soweto, um, Shabaka Hutchins. totally you know bringing jazz to a new sort of hip um sort of audience but you're right Soweto I think was the first person for me to sort of edge that way back right. in the day he's just brilliant isn't he yeah what, what a guy. great I mean he just has really progressed mm. the jazz you know I mean that's is yeah he took it to a different level yeah and uh and with his rapping and, and yeah that's it you know because like jazz is that's what jazz is it progresses you know it progresses you know Mm. i mean you look at louis armstrong to miles davis look at the change true you know the major change there yeah um because it's progressing and it'll progress all the time Mm, and and so it should you know that's right we're not living in a museum it shouldn't be this thing i mean it's there's nothing wrong with keeping you know a certain element of tradition alive and yeah because it's it's a it's an essential part of the music making well, i guess to know the yeah, history I'm, absolutely and uh, yeah. you know i love them um, like ronnie scott's i think still do um they're doing a weekly online where they are keep you know it is very much the bebop era yeah. and that's you know good old sort of i don't know what, what they call it traditional jazz that they would call it yeah um which you know is very much um appreciated Mm. still mm. you know but i like to see i want to see the progression fresh bad, fresh voices <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know as well as and, and also yeah keep those old sort of these those those standards still alive you know yeah. um, where it sort of all progressed from i guess yeah. i think that's also important but we've got to move forward and uh we've got a different story to tell now especially yeah, now with this that's you know, it. the lockdown and the pandemic there's Absolutely. so much artistry that can come out with this mm, there's so much innovation happening because yeah. we're being forced to innovate by being in a new environment like i've never yeah. spent so much time at home yeah. um <laughs> yeah. yeah creating music for myself so it's it's inevitable that change is happening yeah. and will continue to happen and we just have to sort of flow with that in a graceful way absolutely and and keep your vibration hard through the yes. heart keep your vibration high, high. through this time yeah. because it's so so important and keep being creative how mm. have you found Ayanna, lockdown for you. How's it been? Have you found you've been you've had that space to create more, or do you feel frustrated that you're not being able to, you know, you're not being able to gig? Well, um, I'm, a, I'm a total overachiever. That's like the story of my life. Yes, yeah. overachievement. So I've done. Uh, I've most certainly been active and very busy. I mean, at the beginning, you know, everything did disappear. All the live shows disappeared, and for yeah. the most part, they have, other than the few sort of online festivals I've recorded etc yeah I've done a lot of writing a lot of composing I kind of joined a songwriting club um based in Australia it was founded by women in Australia wow. 
but it's that's like brilliant. every week we write songs and we comment oh my God, on that's them amazing. it's like it's called i heart songwriting club and it's one of the most incredible things that has happened to on me facebook. in lockdown they're on facebook and if you go to iheartsongwritingclub.com yeah. um you'll find all the info there and you can sign oh up my and God, stuff that's amazing it's brilliant and i've written 40 yeah 40 plus new songs stop it yeah yeah that is inc- that is incredible. That's inspirational, and um, that is amazing. Yeah, I've been busy. I've been busy. That Keeping is, myself busy. That that no, that's really really brilliant. I've, do you fancy any of the sort of online gigs, or how do you feel about those online gigs? I don't like to do too many of them. Yeah, me too. Um, because they're a bit so- soulless. Because soulless. you're just sort of performing to Sadly. the camera. Yeah, it feels like a, a state um, sound check, doesn't it? Mm. I think Instagram, if you want a few Instagram lives are more fun because at least you get the interaction. Yes, you get at the least you get something. You're getting something that you can have fun with. But I, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, my feelings are kind of um, conflicting because I, I think, yes, do some venue online gigs because you've yeah. got to keep the venues going as yeah. well. But then again, you know, do Instagram because you have that interaction more with the audience yeah it's a it's a balance i remember in the beginning i was recording a lot of it myself and i found that really a lot like to be the lighting director the performer wow the sound engineer the like the camera woman it it was just too many roles so i don't mind so much if i go somewhere like i just did a recording for women of the world festival yeah it was at the Albert Hall and they've got like yeah tell me about that tell me about that oh yeah that was fun that was fun it was only a couple of songs but doesn't matter it was at the Albert Hall lovely yeah exactly it's fantastic what a venue to perform in that's an achievement a major achievement it's huge it's huge and it just it was nice to be a part of a team and you sort of recognise how important all the crew are you know absolutely and it was yeah it was nice to be supported in that way and for us all to feel like we're working and yep. putting together something quite special but did you feel because there's no audience there did you feel mm. the buzz wasn't there for you a little bit or you felt okay i'm going to perform to the lovely sound guys yeah you performed to the it. sound guys yeah and and the director and myself and that's kind of yeah. the audience <laughs> I think that's that's major, you know. Yeah. I think oh, I would die to perform at the Royal Albert Hall, darling. <laughs> darling, you shall. I you shall, shall. I shall. There's time. There's time, darling. Now tell us all about your uh, last single, Rise Up, because it is phenomenal. Thank you. So the Rise Up EP I released in January, and I was supposed yeah. to release it in November along with my Jazz Cafe date, but right. um, lockdown happened. Yeah, the date got moved forward, and so we cancelled the release. And we tried to do the same in January, attach it to the new Jazz Cafe date, but that also got pushed forward. So we just thought, forget the gig. Let's yeah. just release the music. It's the beginning yeah. of the year. It's the right message. And absolutely, it, it was a song I wrote. A few years back, which is actually on my first album, Roadrunner. Right. And it's a song about um, my Jamaican heritage and exploring that and using that as a vehicle for self-empowerment, empowerment empowerment for me, um, for my Black Caribbean uh, brothers and sisters. It's just like, oh, remember who you are. Remember your place in the world. And that message was so relevant last year. Christ, yeah. Given the protests and everything that happened, it just made total sense to kind of bring the song back to the forefront and then couple it with some other kind of 
um, strong, powerful messages. So I covered um, Declaration of Rights by the Abyssinians, yeah. the Roots Reggae Jamaican group. Yeah, Abyssinians. amazing. And I'm doing with Cleveland Watkins, who is, you know, just one of the UK's legendary vocalists, um, soul vocalists and jazz improvisers. So it was a beautiful moment for us to collaborate in lockdown and kind of bring this sense of Jamaica and With an amazing empowerment. And yeah, the powerful, strong message. Which is needed, you know, yeah. and everyone, you know, um, I think quite a lot of people bringing out music at that time. Mm. Um wanted to really put out strong messages there yeah which was just in you know really incredible yeah so and that I'm vibration really you know that vibration of that energy exactly that and yeah. it's sort of like taken on a life of its own you know yeah. i've i just put it out into the world it's been so well received and i think it's the timing is is the timing i yeah. mean I wonder, did you i wonder if that's just like a real sort of strong intuitive feeling that you had or mm. you know it's Sometimes mix... you're always guided in life and yeah. things happen at the right time. Yes, it was a mix of like coming off the back of certain conversations I'd had with my yeah. team and what we, what do we want to do next? And sometimes you just take a, a leap and you're not always entirely sure, but obviously it is the right thing in retrospect, but you just yeah. have to listen to that little voice sometimes. Just go with it. Well, it's absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. it's it's on every platform. It's on Spotify. Yeah and all the platforms and do you have any vinyls out with that yet or where people can buy them and well not with that one i've got vinyl of my yeah. debut album actually i lie rise up is on the album so yes you can get a version of rise up itself on vinyl on the roadrunner vinyl Excellent. um it's on Bandcamp, and yeah you can find that by my website or directly on Bandcamp. Amazing. Um, we'll have yeah. all that in the notes at the end anyways so we want everyone to be direct them to your music your Thank amazing you. music i wonder what nina simone would be thinking um if she had to do um, an instagram live gig what do you think <laughs> she'd do <laughs> she would be telling it like it is i'm she pretty wouldn't sure she'd be swearing in french she'd left right and center <laughs> yeah. wouldn't she can you imagine oh my god could you imagine what she'd do Oh my goodness, you just reminded me of something. You've reminded me because yeah. I've been um, in love with the French language for a long time. And um, I've been having lessons kind of <gasps> online through Have lockdown. You? Yeah, <gasps> yeah. I've been having French classes. Je t'aime, je t'aime. <laughs> yeah, it is a gorgeous language, isn't it? It's Very so beautiful. Gorgeous. And I've been in love with it since secondary school. I took French A-level and I just really wanted to pick it up but yeah Nina also loved French so oh my god there's another but link <laughs> what was strange about her well I, this is what I actually love about her because she's absolutely she was absolutely bonkers let's face it she basically developed this French accent yeah she went to live in France and all of a sudden she had this like kind of French accent and it was like oh yeah <laughs> you picked up a French accent I just it's kind of I guess it was a sort of her. chicness the chic she was like she she was just I just loved she a bonk a bonk a bonkerness can't say that is just just beyond you know she was a genius absolutely she was genius. a genius and it was absolutely it's refreshing to see anyone be so kind of she just didn't give brutally a brutally honest yeah I know and she used to she used to be really horrible to her audiences sometimes you know she just be she like, did and I, like, I think maybe she know, wasn't in the best. I loved it. I thought that, that was great. That you tell them, yes, go on. <laughs> but Do you it. know what? She she was raw and she kind of like unfiltered, raw. and you've got to respect that's, that because oh my god, that's you know. just 
that's the most perfect way to describe her raw yeah. and unfiltered that's she one. didn't give a fuck she no. was just like you know do you have any funny gig stories to share with us um go on i've got an embarrassing one yes go on yes yeah. go on so when I did, I did a little performance actually also at the Albert Hall in the North Circle Bar. They just opened this North oh, Circle Bar. You live at the Albert Hall. <laughs> I am jealous. <laughs> I'm not having this. Go on. So I was this there. Brilliant. And I was on stage. It was like a solo gig. <laughs> and I'm standing there. I'm just about to start my version of Roxanne. And I get oh, wow. through the introduction. And as I'm doing this classical introduction, uh, my nose, I could just feel it dripping and it wasn't oh, no. something I could sniff back I was like oh this is just coming out it's coming out <laughs> and I was like it's gonna go all over the cello this is oh happening. my god and so I was like oh no I've got to stop I'm like, sorry guys I've just got to blow my nose does anyone have a tissue oh my god <laughs> but they like... loved it though but they were all they clamoring did. on stage go I've got one I've got one I've got one they loved it it was funny it was really funny because I just I thought no I'm not going to make it this is too much I need a tissue like right now. <laughs> that is brilliant. Do you do you bring? Do you find you bring some classical into your your current sort of music? Yeah, it, it tends feel, to emerge. Feel it it yeah. emerges in the arrangements. I love that's what intros. I love. You know. Yeah, I bring it in, and also like when I was thinking about the arrangements on the album, kind of my approach to that. Yeah. Um, was kind of drawing on all my composition training and all of yeah. that so I it's very much part of my signature style I would yeah. say you're like the new Nina Simone aren't you oh That's my god yeah get that get that French sorted get that French together right? That's it. instead of asking people for tissues in the future just <laughs> blow your nose at them just be like really rude to everyone it'd be fantastic but you do you have got that vibe haven't you I mean it's amazing not the not the tissue snot not vibe. The I'm tissue, talking about yeah. you've got that you know sort of sassy sassiness yeah. about you, which is it's a sort of there's a groundedness and uh like I won't let people just sort of walk all over me or talk no, to me can you be a bit way. of a diva sometimes as well on stage because I like a bit we like I a can, bit of a diva I can we? have demands I will yeah, say that good. yeah chopped yeah. pineapple Absolutely. room temperature water that kind Listen, of thing <laughs> sorry you've got to you know why um a lot of artists do that when they think mm. it's because did you know the story of the um, oh the M&Ms, M&Ms. yeah yeah and you, but you know the reason I forgot who did it who, who was it was it, it was the blue M&Ms and it's true to see if people which actually band read was it? which the, artist read which these artist? things who which was it was I can't it? remember but I thought they thought oh the right divas take all the blue M&Ms out yeah but the reason being was because mm. if you can't get that right yeah you're not going to get the sound right and I thought that was genius it's true I have you read the rider and so many people don't read the tech spec the number of gigs I've been to where they're like oh what you want a a vocal mic I'm like yeah yeah because you did not read the tech spec (laughs) you're not reading it what instead of doing M&Ms what could we do I think might do jelly babies or something I'm going to start doing it for a laugh (laughs) I like because I actually want pineapple. I usually put diced pineapple <laughs> it's in a bowl. Very good for your vocals. It's good that's for your vocals. It. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So that's my one at the moment. I've got to up the ante. When do you think you'll do, are you going to be doing any more online festivals or anything that we can yes. tune into? So the next one coming up will be Women of the World Festival. Yeah, and I'm super excited because I think my performance is going to be um, paired with the legendary activist Kimberly Crenshaw. So I'm like, yes. <gasps> Oh, that's really exciting. Um, that's amazing. And when then, is this? Yeah. What date is that? That is the week of um, 
International Women's Week, but I think specifically the 12th of March. 12th of March, and that's going to be online because we probably have another. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's online. That's incredible. I'm yeah. so going to be tuning into that without Ooh, a doubt. Yay. And anything, so everybody can, you know, who going to can follow you now yes. on your Instagram as well, which is Iana Witter Johnson, and you'll put lots of updates on there for people, won't you? All the updates, yeah. So all on the all updates. the socials, actually, if you put um, Ayana WJ or type in my whole name, either yeah. one will come up. Turn up the volume, let's hear the sound. I am the speaker, come gather round. My ears are burning, tell me the news. Cause there's a rumor that something's about to break loose. Did you hear that? Did you feel that? Getting louder. Can you hear that? Can you feel that? Getting louder, fires are burning deep in the night While you are sleeping, they feed the vibes Under the stars, they're starting to sing And there's a rumor that nothing's gonna stop this thing Did you hear that? Did you feel that? Getting louder That's the incredible Ayanna Witter Johnson, and we heard a track rise up. Simply incredible. Striving to keep you under the thumb, blind you with tricks so that you succumb. Try to conceal that silent abuse. Now there's a feeling that something's about to break loose. Well, guys, that's the show for this week. And thanks to the gorgeous Ayanna. And links to her music are in the show notes, as well as the influences and guests, Sisters in the Shadows Spotify playlist. Sisters in the Shadows was presented by me, Coletti Three Knees, and produced by the gorgeous Mikey Hansen and the gorgeous Jake Trappett for Pod People Productions. I'll be back next Friday with another superstar lady from the world of blues and jazz. Have a great weekend, guys. See you then.